I was saying to one uh, family as they were walking in, happy birthday. And, uh, you know, they were kind of looked at me a little strange. Um, it, well, this is the birthday of the church, right? Pentecost is the birthday of the church. Yes. Who is the church? Amen. So happy birthday. And we celebrate the, the, the life-giving spirit poured out to start this movement of God, this movement of the children of Jesus Christ uh, to be God's representatives in the world. We are the church and we live in the presence of the Holy Spirit. We uh, had uh, this slide show up uh, way back in our series of Lifestyle of Grace. It, it lifts up this idea as if we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit from Galatians 5. Today begins a new series for us, uh, the, the Living in the Spirit's Presence. It follows the series of Lifestyle of Grace and Living in the Power of the Resurrection. And now we think about, we open our hearts to all the various ramifications of what it means to live in the Spirit's presence in our lives and in our world. And we're just going to touch that today a bit, and then we're going to continue to move through it over the coming weeks. Today, we look at the idea of Go with the flow. Now, if you hear this in a way that I do not intend it, you may have some appropriate resistance. I mean, go with the flow sounds like, you know, cooperate with society or go wherever the culture's going, go along to get along. That's not what I'm talking about. And to tell you the honest truth, Sometimes you can hear that phrase, go with the flow, like you might hear the phrase, take a chill pill. Now, I've been known in my life to use that phrase, almost always ineffectively, by the way. I'm not sure why I don't continue to learn. But you know, when someone is stirred up, they're, 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 they're kind of impassioned about something, they're kind of upset, really the last thing they want to hear you say is, calm down. I've also been known to make that mistake a few times. It's, it's amazing how while I am right, it doesn't feel encouraging to the person you're talking to if you say, calm down. They, they need to know that you understand why it is they're worked up. They need to know that you can recognize uh, how they see the situation and why it's important to them, what's going on. So, so just being told to calm down, while it might be a good idea, is a very ineffective thing to say, gentlemen, I'm speaking to you today. Learn from my mistakes as if you haven't already made the same mistake many, many times in your life. And then the, the millionaire, if not billionaire, rapper, Jay-Z, sort of counters that whole idea when he says this, don't ever go with the flow, be the flow. And there's, there's something about that that is, in fact, um, uh, has, some, has some validity. 
This idea with instead of just going along and, and, and seeing what circumstances put before you, you know, make a way. Uh, be the flow. Uh, set the agenda. Rather than allowing others to influence you, be an influencer. That can be a positive way to think about things. But not so much for us, at least without coming into a different context. Jesus says, whoever believes in me as the scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow within them. Jesus is saying, in us, the children of God, in us, the church, the source of life, resides it's it's not just that god is present it's as we've been looking at in this easter series the power of god is present in us and through us and so when we recognize that god's promised presence is with us Uh, We're also called to recognize that God is in fact at work and he is equipping and empowering us to do what it is that God is calling us to do in the world. Or maybe I should say to do what it is God wants to do in the world, hear me, through you, through us. A part of what it means to be ambassadors for Christ in the world isn't simply uh, uh, representing God, but representing God in his authority to bring about that which is God's agenda for us and for the world in which we live. And we are invited to be a part of that. This text goes on to say something more about that living water. It's not just... 300 gallons, man, that must have meant a lot of work. wonder how long it took her to draw 300 gallons of water for the camels. No idea. But Jesus says something more here, and especially relevant to what we're looking at today. He says this, By this Jesus meant the spirit whom those who believed in him were later to receive. This living water in us and that flows through us, is in fact the Holy Spirit. God's Holy Spirit, let me rephrase, the very presence of God in the world flows through his church to be in our world. God doesn't just work through your hands, God manifests his presence in the world through you. His spirit literally flows through you. That's an amazing statement. It's an amazing expression of the very thing that happened on that first Pentecost. God's spirit moved into the disciples and then flowed through them to all who were gathered there. In Acts 2, we hear these amazing words. 
when Pentecost happened, the Spirit of Jesus told the disciples to wait. And in fact, that's exactly what they did. They were waiting in Jerusalem for the power of the Spirit to come to launch this movement of the church, and that's what happened. And then we hear these words from the people who were there. We hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues, in our own native languages. One of the things that I'm excited about in our relationship with the church in Ethiopia is to maybe get a glimpse of how it is that that church continues to spread the gospel and build new churches across tribal and language barriers. Over 49 languages and maybe more um, dialects across Ethiopia and the church continues to grow and to grow and to grow. How do they do that if they can't even speak the same language? Maybe the Holy Spirit is providing a means by which they can communicate the gospel. Maybe with words, maybe with actions, maybe with interpreters, I don't know. But I do know that very often in my own life, I use an excuse not to talk to people whose language I don't know, as if that's going to prevent God from working. I even, I even said as a younger person who felt a bit of a draw to the mission field, I can't do it because God hasn't given me the gift of languages. I'm not good in foreign language study. It's simply the truth. Now, can God do something about that? Could God overcome that? Of course he could, but I thought, you know, there's something going on here that God wants me to pay attention to because I can't seem to learn another language very well. Don't look at me like that. A lot of other Americans don't speak a second language. <laughs> Unlike, by the way, our Norwegian relatives who all seem to speak English perfectly fine. But I want us to pay attention to what the presence of the Holy Spirit being poured out upon the church causes to happen. What the Holy Spirit causes is that one group of people are able to communicate to another group of people whose language they don't understand the wonders of God. The people who have the Holy Spirit are able to make known to the others who are listening the wonders of God. And I want to suggest to you that the, the greatest wonder of God, while one might argue would be creation, I think the greatest wonder of God is the death and resurrection of Jesus for the forgiveness of our sins. The love of God for us while we were yet sinners still baffles my mind and warms my heart. But listen to this that also happened. Let's, let's see how Peter interprets what is happening as these people listen to the wonders of God in their own language. Peter reflects and says, they're not drunk, but rather I recall 
that God said through the prophet Joel in the Old Testament that this very thing would happen. And he quotes in Acts the words of Joel from hundreds of years before, preparing the people of God to discern the work of God in their present reality. Brothers and sisters in Christ, I think this is a model of how the Spirit works. One of the things we're told about the Holy Spirit is what the Holy Spirit will do is remind us of the things Jesus said. God, through his Holy Spirit, will will awaken us to the truth that God has communicated through his people in their witness in what we have as the Word of God, the Holy Scripture. The Holy Spirit brings those things to mind to help us discern what God is doing in our world now and in these very moments. This has been a a motto, a a model for St. Timothy's for decades now, a decade maybe more. This idea that we know the Father, grow as disciples of Jesus, and go with the Spirit. Today we're really looking at that idea of what does it mean to go with the Spirit. And just in case we misunderstand, let's just be sure we understand that the third element of go with the Spirit is not like putting the Spirit in the suitcase and taking it with you as you head out on a trip. It's not, hey, don't forget to take the Spirit with you when you go. It's rather the idea that the Spirit is at work in the midst of our lives. And we are called to not make the flow, but see where the Holy Spirit is going and go with the Spirit. Go in our lives where God is going. Do in our lives what God is doing. Cooperate with the movement of God as we recognize it through the scripture and through the promptings of the spirit and through the voices of the saints as we we see God at work to cooperate with what God is doing. Some people refer to this as catching the wave, experiencing the thrill of being empowered by the spirit's movement. I know that some of you are a little unsure of me because of this fact, but I did grow up in Southern California, and I did grow up at the beach. I did spend an awful lot of time body surfing, and I want to suggest to you that there's one thing you learn about body surfing, and that is when you try to go against the force of the wave, you rarely succeed. You may know where you want to go, but you probably need to go with the flow of the tide in order to be successful. Brothers and sisters in Christ, the Spirit is at work in the church and in the world. As we listen, as we hear, as we perceive, as we sense that prompting, we have an opportunity to go with that flow, to cooperate with what God is doing in our lives, around our lives, and through our lives. And so we're invited today as God's church to go with the flow of the Spirit, 
to seek, to discern, and to even ask God to help us understand, Lord, what is it that you are doing and how can we be a part of it? And so often we come to this confusion. Often we would even say, and we would be wrong because of our sin, but we would even say, if I knew, I mean, if I really understood, if the conviction of God were clear that I knew what God wanted, I would do it. How many of you want to say amen to that? Now, now we know the truth of our sin often causes us to diverge, but the, but the truth of the matter is, is so often when we say that, if I only knew, what we're really saying is, is but I can never be sure. And what we're really acknowledging is the struggle in our lives. How do I discern God's will, God's voice in my life? As John said of the shepherd, the sheep hear his voice and they know him. And we often respond, I'm not so sure. And so we laid out for you a few weeks ago on April 21st how we as a mission team discern the voice of God in our journey to this partnership we've started in Ethiopia. How God in many different ways affirmed in our hearts and minds that we were in fact hearing what he said. And a part of that is hearing the stories of the wonders of God. It's looking through the scripture and seeing how God responds in the world over and over again in the stories of scripture and are hearing those stories and realizing that that is still true, that God still acts. And it's as we listen to one another talk about what we're seeing in faith. Joe, I really want to thank you for the questionnaire that came for that last Grow Group session because we spent the whole time in our groups talking about how we've seen God at work in the last several weeks. And maybe more than any other time as we sat together as a grow group, individuals talked about the ways that they've seen the power of God working in them in recent weeks. What a powerful witness that is. It's one of the ways we see and hear how God is working and how God is prompting us. And then to notice That is to ask the Holy Spirit to make us aware so that we can see the hand of God at work. So that we can affirm it when we see it in the lives of others. So that we can be affirmed in it when others see it in our lives. So that we can have the encouragement of the body of Christ to do the work of Christ for the common good using the gifts of the Spirit that God has given us. We look and we ask God to help us to see the wonders of God that are happening already in and through us. And then when we see that the truth of that work is in alignment with God's word, we begin to anticipate the wonders of God in the fulfillment of the promises of God in our lives and in our midst. To 
anticipate, to live with the anticipation that God indeed hears our prayers, that God indeed works in and through us, that God indeed cares about this world even more than we do, and that God has chosen us to be instrument of God, to bless the world in his name. And what an amazing thing when we get to that point that we're not only hearing the word of God, but we, in fact, begin to notice that we are the ones declaring the wonders of God so that others might also see the faithfulness of the God we worship, experience the forgiveness of the God who came and died on a cross, experience the very presence of God in and for them in the promised presence of the Holy Spirit for all who believe. Happy birthday, church. We live together in the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen.